just one of kings Better than none and ring That's why we're here to sing Football Sunday in the snow Referees whistle blows Weekend warriors toe to toe Football 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 Yes, people, welcome along to another North London 40. Woo! My name is James Hamlin. My name is Inyo Benigo. What's happening, all you out there? All you NFL fans? The best sport in the world, the best league in the world, brought to you by... Americans. (laughs) And us. Yeah, and us. Some housekeeping Mm -hmm. before we start. The Twitter, at NLDN40. Thank you for everybody that tweets us, replies us, ats us, retweets us, all that type of Favorites stuff. Favorites us as well. Favorites us, mm-hmm. of course. iTunes. Listen to this pod. It drops Mondays late. Pick it up Mondays late or Tuesdays early. Mixcloud.com forward slash NLDN40. Probably our favorite bit of media out there, the Tumblr. Mm-hmm. NLDN40.tumblr.com. And northlondon40 at gmail.com. All the ways to contact us, all the ways to get in touch. We appreciate that. We advise that you do that. It's your show, people. Great week in the NFL, boss. Not just the NFL. Let's start off with great week in the NLD and 40 studios. Okay. Let's do that. Sunday. Yes. The man himself. Yes. James Hanlon and his lovely missus. Yes. Louise. Yes. Put on a plethora of food. Yes. For guests that came around and we watched the NFL Sunday and it was it was frankly amazing. We talked about this what was it, week two that we did this? Or that you did this, sorry, I should say? Week one. Week one, I apologize, completely forgot. Week one. And this was round two and this was like Rocky Two, it was better. It was it was amazing and everyone that came here enjoyed. And uh, the games were amazing. Three overtime games. Yes they were. And I think the point Inye is trying to make is this is why we're doing this. For a Sunday night activity, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have people round for drinks and dinner Mm -hmm. and American food and beers and shaky peak cocktails to watch an episode of Downton Abbey. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. James had even had the red plastic cups. Red plastic cups. The attention to detail there, people. Experience it. Do it. Fantastic. This is what this is all about. People loving the sport, loving the excess that comes with it as well. Yeah. We had the red zone on. We saw our first sex box. Uh, it's amazing. I, I don't think I'll ever go back. I think I'm blind, in fact. It was it was an orgasmic mm-hmm. experience, yeah, literally definitely. seeing that sex box. We are, we are only two away from seeing an octo box. But this is why we're doing this. You should experience this if you haven't. This is a fantastic sport. This is a fantastic way of life. This is the way to be. Whenever I can watch games with Inyo, I have a great time. It's true. We also had the international hip-hop correspondent, Rob Percy, in the house. We had many assorted NLDN40 fans and friends, and uh, thank you all for coming. We did. I don't did. know why I'm saying thank you, but yeah. And we're going to extend that this week, because mm-hmm. we're going to be down at the Thanksgiving Bash. The number one sports bar in Moorgate on Thursday night. Yep. Meeting new friends. Mm-hmm. Catching up with old friends. Yep. On a larger scale, expecting the place to be packed. We're going to have Danny, who's the promoter of that event, on the show later. He's going to be giving you all the information you need to know. And giving, he's going to be hyping up the games. 
Yes. They're taking place this Thursday. Your chance to see Black Jesus. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow. White Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Sanchez, brown Jesus. <laughs> we could do, we could do this for years. <laughs> we could. Uh, yeah, no, it's three great games, uh, in, including two teams from the frankly dreadful NFC East, but three important games, all in Moorgate, all in the company of fellow UK NFL fans, which, let's be honest, this is really, just like you were saying in terms of ga- gathering people around on a Sunday, this is going to be that, except on a larger level, except on a Thursday from 5.30 onwards. It is. And it's, we want to see everybody in their game shirts. Mm-hmm. The more random, the better. Yes. I randomly saw a uh, Jeremy Shockey, New York oh, Giants, at I, Two Chains concert last week. That's really good. Was it Two Chains himself wearing it? Nah. Okay. So I do think Jeremy Shockey would be the sort of player that Two Chains would like. Yeah. Week 11 in the NFL was bananas. Not the Thursday night game, obviously. That's never bananas. That's no. always. Although it's nice to know that the Buffalo Bills have a defense. Three games went into overtime. Mm-hmm. Hence the sex box. Yep. And this was just brilliant. This is sports entertainment at its absolute best. Three games, all in OT, the results all yet to be decided, teams battling it out. Let's start with probably one of the most bananas games, if not the most bananas game of the season so far. At home, the Houston Texans. The best team in the AFC. All of you fantasy owners that had Houston defense mm-hmm. licking your, your lips. Yep, rubbing your hands. Rubbing your legs, Vic Reeves shooting star style. You weren't doing tinker stinkers with that D. You weren't. Playing the worst team in the AFC. London's own Jacksonville Jaguars. This was supposed to be an absolute massacre. It wasn't. Before we continue with this, we do have to give them their full proper name which is the St. Jacksonville Jaguar. It was a game that you watched and you just stared in disbelief. Before we even discuss overtime, let's just go back and talk about 8-1 and one Texans going up against the 1-8 and eight Jaguars. This was a game that everyone had locked. Everyone knew that the Texans were easily going to wipe the floor with this team. Even if the offense didn't show up, the defense would do enough to win. But what happened... Chad Henney and his anchorman impression changed the day. Justin Blackman, where have you been all season? Absolutely came out of the box. Seven catches, 236 yards, 33.7 yards per catch and a touchdown. Beast mode. Jacksonville going into the fourth quarter were leading by 14 points. They were destroying the Texans. Texans came back behind Matt Schaub, who put up... The second highest passing performance in NFL history. 43 of 55 for 527 yards and five touchdowns. What a performance. Highest amount of passing yards since 1990. That record was held by Mr. Warren Moon. Don't read the Warren Moon autobiography, people. It's dull. (laughs) Norm Van Brocklin holds the record. (laughs) Sorry, Warren. Sorry. 
Holds the record. It was set in 1951 for 554 yards. Andre Johnson, 14 catches, including the game winner in overtime, 273 yards through the air to him. One of the rare games where you have two receivers with over 200 yards. I don't think we can overstate this game, to be honest. We're sounding not as excited as we should be, but it's just one of those games that, right now, go to NFL.com and watch the highlights. It's almost, there was this Spanish uh, journalist who had a column that he was supposed to be writing about Lionel Messi, and he simply wrote, words fail me. And I almost feel that it's going to be a case of that with this game. It was a real cracker, and it just goes to show why this is the best league, the best sport in the world, because unpredictable things like that happen. A team that is down the bottom of the AFC with the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of our favourite teams on North London 40, the Cleveland Browns, should have won this one. Went to OT against America's team, Dallas Cowboys. Cleveland Browns 20, Dallas Cowboys 23. Again, Cleveland shot themselves in the foot. Definitely, and especially the fact that they kept Dallas scoreless in the first half. But somehow, of course, in their own unique way, the Browns let the, the, the Cowboys back in the game. Des Bryant had arguably one of his breakout games, justified the fact that he had the 88 on his chest, 12 receptions for 145 yards. You know, Romo and the Cowboys have... Have been doing all right recently. He, you know, he's had two games without any turnovers, but he, in this one, he, he turned over again. And even though the Cowboys are at Mount 500, the division is weak, and frankly, they have no business being at 500 at all. We talk about the red zone a lot, and rightfully so. It's the best tech invention since the internet. Mm-hmm. If you're watching the first half of this game, you are praying for the red zone. The Cowboys were horrible in this. Cleveland managed to carve out a lead. Brandon Whedon led them there. They had a 13-0 lead at half-time. Great Cowboys goal line stand towards the end of the game. Cleveland Richardson could not get any movement from his line at all. Not a great game for Richardson. Cleveland went up, 17-yard touchdown pass to Ben Watson. Should have won it for them. Dan Bailey for the Cowboys. Tied it up, sent it to OT. I thought this was going to be another tie. Both teams punted in OT, but somehow Dallas got the win at home. Undeserved. Cleveland, you cut to Pat Shermer looking completely clueless. (laughs) He needs a clock management person mm-hmm. just get someone from MIT or Cambridge or something that says right it's not even MIT <laughs> get someone from DeVry University just an online anything uh, he has he has done more cut to me I'm going to look clueless poses this season than probably <laughs> any other c- coach in NFL history I'm hoping that someone does a calendar of of Pat Sherman's faces just so uh. just so you can wallow in that just just I, can, pain. I can think of one person that won't be buying that. <laughs> the third overtime game. This was a team that we backed going into this season. They are now four wins on the bounce. They have the muscle hamster in the background. They have one of the league's most exciting offenses. 
They are. They are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They scored 27 against the Carolina Panthers. 21 in overtime. People are starting to like this Tampa Bay team. James, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And that's often what I like to tell the ladies. But this was very much the case for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Josh Freeman, pretty poor first half. They were making mistakes all over the gaff, as Danny Dyer would say. But he was calm, composed, made up those 11 points in the last quarter, just with ease. That two-point conversion, even though I've watched that play five times, I still follow the runner and do not realize that Freeman kept the ball. It, it was great. It was just absolutely great. Incredible day for Tampa Bay. and They've really shown that they're, they're a contender. I, I didn't. I, I kind of chuckled quietly when you said that you thought that they could win their division, but I, I, I think you're right. May not win the division. I think Atlanta may win the division, but I think this is a good team. I think this is a good team in football's possibly best division. I flip-flop each week between mm-hmm. this and the NFC North, but they're a good team. <coughs> good offense. Making plays. Doug Martin. Again, another 100 yards on the deck for the Muscle Hamster. Congratulations, he broke 1,000 yards on the season. First player to do so this year. Legend Doug Martin, what a great player he is. Can we also mention, uh, this is a slight thing that I picked up on. And a, a couple of weeks ago we mentioned about how Cam New- uh, the fans of the Panthers were getting on Cam Newton and yeah. you know, the, making fun of him in the local press, which is something you don't tend to see happen. No. But uh, after the Panthers scored one touchdown, Cam Newton took the ball and gave it to a young fan in the stadium. And I honestly thought that this was going to be the game that Cam was going to be able to repair his image. This is another loss for the Panthers. They are a team adrift. This is a team that I think that RG3 should study every week and make sure that the Redskins do not fall into the same pitfalls and the same mistakes. Because... Cam Newton, or for all of Cam Newton's genius and athletic ability, it's going to be wasted. Talking of RG3, he was incredible yesterday. 14 out of 15. And actually, we found out through the Alex Smith game a few weeks ago when he almost went perfect. You need to have attempted at least 20 passes to get into the record books. But he was 14 of 15 for 200 yards and four TDs as the Redskins dropped some interdivisional smackdown on the woeful Philadelphia Eagles 31-6 to you think you've seen RG3's best games this was RG3's best game this was a masterclass still waiting for him to hit that rookie wall three game skid from the skins that they dropped and you know they would have loved the Eagles coming into their hometown Nick Folds starting for the Eagles due to Michael Fick's concussion which we spoke about last week he was pretty terrible, 21 of 46 with two picks. Looked very out of his depth in his first NFL start. But RG3 was just kind of taking the pee at times. The Redskins last week had a bye week. They made the necessary adjustments to improve. And one of the things that they did do, they made RG3 captain. This is a player with only nine games in his NFL career, and they're order making him one of the captains of the team. And this is pretty significant for two reasons. Number one, it goes to show that the Redskins, especially in the Shanahan era, which is the third year, do not have any leaders on offense no. at all. No. And it goes to show how good a player RG3 is already. 
look, it's a strategy. Put the team on his back and see what happens. I don't think any fan in DC is going to have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. That's what Mike Shanahan should do. That is what he's doing. See how the skins turn out the rest of this season. They're four and six right now in a division where the leader is six and four. So they got a shot. They definitely do. A team that we thought was heading towards the worst team in the league status. A team that we thought was on the come up. This all went down the tubes as Mark Sanchez and his New York Jets went on the road to St. Louis and beat the Rams 27-13. to And it wasn't even as close as it sounded. How did the Jets win this? They were excellent on third down. Quite simply, the Rams had one good drive at the beginning. I think going something like 92 yards down the field. And the rest of the game, they just weren't good enough. The Jets were able to convert on third down, something which they haven't been able to do all year. Tebow did not play a lot in this game, which probably meant that Sanchez had a bit more focus. It was also coming off a week where the Jets players threw Tebow under the bus. Like it was... He was pulling out pieces of exhaust out of the back of his head. To be honest, the Jets... I, I don't often say this because... Who am I to criticize players for anything? But it was some of the most classless things I've ever seen in my life. Blaming a backup quarterback on your team's ills is completely foolish. You don't see the Eagles fans going, Oh, Nick Foles, oh, it's, it's totally his fault why we're useless. Stop distracting the fans from what's going on. You've had really bad injuries. You've got a team that was not constructed very well. And you've got a coach that may not be as good as he thinks. Just enjoy the win. It Somehow, and who could have thunk it, galvanized the team? He's saying they're like the bizarro team that need... All this dysfunction is what's going to help them oh, in the long run. God knows. I think we go for week to week. They're playing Thanksgiving, and we're going to talk that talk about that a little bit later, mm-hmm. but who knows? I think, I think we're week to week with the Jets. Moving on to the late games. The Denver Broncos... 30, the San Diego Chargers, 23. Is this the first clear illustration we've seen this season of a team just quitting on their coach? No, I'd I'd say that was the Giants a week ago. The Giants love to quit early, make sure that no one actually cares about them as they head off into the playoffs. But, yeah, the Chargers, what can you do? North... You've outstayed your welcome. You and Andy Reid will be looking for new jobs at the end of the year. I mean, this this is just a terrible Chargers team. This is just a whole team. I don't know if it's North. I don't know if it's something else. But they want that guy gone, and they're not going to play for him till he's gone. Mm-hmm. So they may as well get rid of him now. Yeah. I just they're four and six. They could still make the playoffs. They could still salvage something. But that's a terrible team. Bog standard win for Peyton, three TDs, beast mode game from Von Miller, three sacks for him, possible defensive MVP, contender against JJ Watt. The electrician. Oh, really, NFL, come up with better nicknames than that. Well, we came up with one on Sunday, Dikembe Mutombo. Yeah, he did the Dikembe Mutombo finger wab. <laughs> and please, people, anyone that mentions Dikembe Mutombo, you'll get my infinite love and respect. 
There's been a lot of talk about nicknames this week, mm-hmm. and I don't know why exactly. Mm-hmm. We've got to give a shout out to Marcellus Bennett, the black unicorn. Have you ever heard anything so beautiful? Anyway, back to the game. This is another game that Peyton's going to put in his, I guess if he had a submission folder for MVP. A great performance, 270 yards, three TDs, one interception, but, you know, who's to blame? They're 7-3. and three. They've got one of the easiest second-half uh, schedules in the league. Could they be a team to look out for in the playoffs? I worry that part of that is just the NFL narrative that's going on right now. He's the comeback player organizing this team. This is also a team that were in the playoffs last year with a certain Mr. Tebow. Looking good for Peyton. The battle of the old versus the battle of the new. At the quarterback position, the Indianapolis Colts, 24. The New England Patriots, 59. Turned into a bit of a blowout, this. Mm-hmm. It was close for a couple of quarters. Andrew Luck played extremely well. Looked very good. New England D caught up on him. Tom Brady in the offense showed their class. Couple of defensive touchdowns. Punt return from Julian Edelman. Akeem Talib, who was dominating Twitter. He was also my favorite member of a tribe called Quest. <laughs> he took a pick back on debut. 59 yards to pay dirt. Rob Nikovich forced his fifth fumble of the season. Turned into a massacre for the Patriots. However, broken arm. Rod Gronkowski out indefinitely. The Gronkle has been injured. Apparently, the the point after <clears throat> uh, the PAT, apparently he's one of the safest plays in the league. I read that. And, and for Gronk to get injured is just a freak. But as we mentioned at the beginning of the year, the Patriots have been stockpiling tight ends like nobody's business. And they do have one of the best tight ends outside of Gronk in Hernandez. And, you know, they're throwing the ball to Wes Welker. I think they'll be fine. It's a tough stretch that they've got coming up. But I still think they'll be fine. I just wanted to quickly talk about the Colts and mention that if your whole mantra during the week of training is not to give away the ball, not to give away the ball, not to give away the ball, and then your quarterback proceeds to throw four interceptions, that's probably not a good game plan. Probably not. Moving on to the late game. The big, talked-up division rivalry between uh, possibly the biggest rivalry in the NFL of recent years in the AFC North. The Pittsburgh Steelers in their Bumblebee uniforms. Ten. The Ravens of Baltimore. Thirteen. Not pretty at all. But this Ravens team just keep winning. I can't remember who's... It was one of... Sorry, here. <clears throat> one of our fans on Twitter sent us an interesting NFL article about the best backup quarterbacks in the league. And they rated Byron Lefwich as one of the best. I think whoever wrote that article should maybe try and bury that in the depths of the internet. It wasn't that he was particularly bad. It just goes to show the value that certain people put on players... And bearing in mind that, you know, he hasn't really been getting as much practice as he should have. He didn't really lead the Steelers anywhere in this game. 
in fact, no one led anyone in this game. This, to me, is like a Stoke versus West Ham game. Long balls. Uh, yeah, this was not tick attacker at its best. It wasn't. But I will say this about Byron Leftwich. If you haven't seen this footage, just go to YouTube and type in Byron Leftwich Marshall. The footage of Byron Leftwich when he's playing, unable to walk, and is carried down the field by his offensive lineman for when he chucks a Hail Mary pass. It's just pure gold. Absolute gold. Check that out. That'll cheer you up. Are you sure that's not weepy? <laughs> so, it's time to break down week 12. And week 12 is a week with a difference. Normally, we are not anti the week 12 games. Mm-hmm. They've just been a little bit meh. Yeah, that, there goes that word again. Meh. meh. So far. But it all changes this week. The 180s, it changes in a massive way because, in case you don't know, this Thursday is Thanksgiving. A.K.A. the warm-up to Christmas. It is. And what that means is the NFL goes Thanksgiving bonkers. And the UK is going to go Thanksgiving bonkers. Most importantly, there's some games on early. Yeah. It's like the NFL realised your family situation and was like, you know what, guys? We're going to give you extra Thursday night games. So we start this week off with three Thursday night games. And more importantly, you can see these games in a party atmosphere if you are in London. The Thanksgiving Bash is kicking off at the number one sports bar in Moorgate. So we thought we'd invite the promoter, the host, Mm -hmm. the man behind the Thanksgiving Bash this Thursday in Moorgate in London. So, we want to welcome the promoter, the bon viveur, the man behind this extravaganza taking place this Thursday. Danny, how's it going? Hey, chaps, I'm well. How about yourselves? Hey, we're good. We are all the better for having you on the pods. It's going to be a big week, Thanksgiving week. So, tell all the people out there in the UK, out there in London, Thanksgiving, the NFL, why is it such a big deal? Well, it's, it's something that... You know, it's a huge celebration in the United States. Something that I've always liked. I've been to America around the same time, and it's a it's a fantastic celebration. Um, huge thing, obviously, in America, and it's just it's not celebrated really much here. And uh, it's obviously with the NFL kicking off big style here in the UK, I decided that I'd like to bring a bit of a touch of the American vice into Thanksgiving in the UK. And um, yeah, I literally come out of this idea of hosting this event and. Um, it's fantastic as if, if you like your Thanksgiving food, your traditional food. If you like your American football, it's um, it's a great it's a great event, especially when you can actually have a good old chin wag with a lot of NFL fans, and uh, you can't beat an NFL fan in my eyes. This week we've got three matchups. Now Thanksgiving, for, we've been looking at this, Danny. I'm not sure if you know why the Detroit Lions. They've been on since 1934, and the Dallas Cowboys since 1966. We can't find out the reason why the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys are always on on Thanksgiving. Any ideas on that? It's all about tradition. You know, it, the tradition's lasted all this long. So why, why change a, a fantastic tradition that's worked for so many years? And you can't tell the Cowboys not to be playing on Thanksgiving. That just wouldn't be, that just wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be America, would it? Well, that's no. what I read, that they mm-hmm. signed up to do one in 66 with the clause said, right, if we do this one, we're doing them all. And then somebody, who isn't putting their hand up, signed up for it, and now they've done everyone since. So it's always the Lions, it's always the Cowboys, but let's break down the matchups, let's see what we got lined up, because we've got some great games. It starts off 5.30, 
GMT. So straight after work, doors open at four o'clock. By the way, so you get Thank down you. there, have a couple of pints, and we'll go through all the um, all the extra things on offer and how to do that at the end. But if you get down there a little bit early, get a couple of pints in you. Game start at half five, which is now early than they normally do, which is brilliant. Starts off with the Texans and the Lions. Should be a good matchup. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, the battle of uh, hard Texans versus Megatron. That's going to be a fantastic battle. I could see, I can see the shock here. I don't know why. I just can see. I felt sorry for them last night actually when they played Green Bay. Lots of points. Lots of personalities. Yep. Texans conceding a lot of points right now, which haven't been all season to the league's worst team, Jacksonville Jaguars. The Lions, very unpredictable team, scoring a lot, lots of penalties. Should be good. The halftime act for Thanksgiving at uh, the Texans game is actually going to be Kid Rock again. So he performed, I believe, two years ago uh, at Thanksgiving as well. So we're going back with tradition. So that's going to be quite entertaining to see Kid Rock back on the stage as, a, as a, I think it's his second time in three years. Putting the Mitt Romney disappointment behind him. I was going to mention that, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talking of Mitt Romney disappointment, this person actually bucked the Mitt Romney to be elected Fordane rule by losing mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago in Washington. This man is the most exciting, talked about talent in the game, apart from Ocho Cinco, Terrell Owens, Tim Tebow and Rob Gronkowski. He is known as Black Jesus. He is RG3 and he is going to Dallas to take on America's team. This should be a great matchup. I love RG3. I was a big fan of his in Baylor. Bit of a kamikaze kind of QB in my eyes. I really didn't think he would, you know, fit in that well in, into the co- uh, from college into NFL, but he's proven me wrong. Even though I, I'm, I'm hugely admired him, I see Dallas playing really well in this one. It's, they've got a bit of momentum as well, which uh, which is what you need sometimes in the NFL. Both teams have come pretty good form, and Dallas might have been a bit. You consider you know, last night's win against Cleveland momentum? <laughs> it's going to be a cracking game. There's going to be points in this one. I can see this being probably. I see this more high scoring than the actual the Pats game, you know. So it, this it's going to be a great, great game between. And, and Romo tends to win on Thanksgiving as well, being at home as well, I believe. So you can see the um, consummate event promoter here, people coming out. Mm-hmm. He's hyping it up. He's the he, same points. It's going to be exciting games. Yeah, RG3, an absolute pleasure to watch. The number one talent in the game right now. He was phenomenal, as we mentioned last week. It's your chance to see this. With friends and surroundings at a quote-unquote normal time. Mm-hmm. See what this man can do. Yep. Cowboys, very much like Man United. You either like them or you hate them. Mm-hmm. Very much Marmite. So I think we might see a bit of a partisan split crowd in there, which is always fun. It's always fun. So, yeah, that should be good. And then, so that's going to kick off round about quarter past, half past nine. And then we're going late after that. Going deep. We're going deep. The next game starting off at, kicking off at 8.20 Eastern, which is just after, I believe, 1 a.m. our time. So that's cool. New England Patriots going in New York, taking on the New York Jets with no Gronk. I was uh, looking forward to wearing my Yosoy Fiesta t-shirt that I had from GronkNation.com that came through last week. And unfortunately, I don't think I should wear it because uh, Gronk's not there. The Gronk call is struck. It's going to be a very, very tight game. I know they ran the clock yesterday at the, the point, should I say, um, and they performed fantastically well, um, the Patriots. But 
once again, that word momentum, the Jets pulled it out yesterday. They had Jets at home. They absolutely hate the Patriots. Um, I can see this being a shock, unfortunately. And this is speaking from a man who likes his Patriots. So, is it going to um, be a shock that's going to be led by Tim Tebow? I'd love to see Tebow play tomorrow. I just don't think uh, he's going to be given the chance. Um, I just, I know... Danny, Danny, whoa, 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 you're promoting an event here, Danny. What, yeah. you sa- what are you saying? I'm saying I think, I think Tebow should perform, he should actually play. I think he should, he should start Tebow. I'm not a big fan of Sanchez. I never have been. I'm an Oregon Duck fan, so I hate anything USC. So, uh, Mark Sanchez to me is... That's a strong so, word, right? Uh, yeah. I'm a huge Tebow fan. I just feel that a lot of people give him a hell of a lot of, you know, um, feedback. Including his own teammates. Not- yeah. He's not the best. Everybody knows he's not the best, but they don't. They won't give him a chance. And you know, you need to give him a chance. And you know, we'll see. Look, look what he did with with Denver last year. Um, fair enough. He came out of the fourth quarter, but he ended up winning games. And that's what you need to do in the NFL: win dirty. But you know, his record spoke for itself last year. So I just think I can see this game being very tight, uh, regardless if Tebow's playing or not. This game, you know, with Gronk out. I hope we can beat the Jets, but um, I just hope we got a good game to finish off a fantastic Thanksgiving. I can see the scene now. You've been on the beers since five. You've been on the turkey since six. You're starting to flag a little bit. The New England Patriots are easing ahead, and you think, oh, no, this is the end. Mm-hmm. Looking at your watch, thinking last tube. Trying to find the cab, maybe. Addison Lee. All of a sudden... There you see the number 15 warming up on the sideline. The next thing you know, you were there to witness the miracle of Tebow on Thanksgiving in Moorgate. I've also seen the future. Mm-hmm. I've seen the same future. Danny's not playing it up as much as we are, but yeah. like he can't be promoting 24 hours a day. True. But easing off on that. So that could happen. So it's going to be fantastic. Three games, lots of NFL fans, great atmosphere. Inye and myself will be there. Come and say all right to us. Come and break bread with us. Why not? We would love to, um, we'd love to hang out with you and talk about this great sport. Danny, take the opportunity to tell everybody all the information they need to know about Thursday if they are yet to have tickets. Sure. Uh, tickets are selling fast and I mean literally we've, we've only got a few left. Um, if anybody needs to purchase a ticket, uh, I recommend you either go on www.cfs.com or ring up the ticket hotline, which is 07704 503. Uh, your ticket will give you uh, entrance and also free Thanksgiving food. Did I just hear Thanksgiving food? Thanksgiving foods. Three games of American football. Whew. Tim Tebow, RG3, Moorgate, boom. Us two, mm-hmm. Danny, Mike Carlson, Adam Goldstein. Big screens. We're just going to name things. I like this. Yeah. 17 of them as well. 17 screens. 17 screens. And two of us and one of Danny. It's going to be great. We can't wait for it. People, if you haven't got tickets yet, you heard it from the promoter himself. They are flying out fast, so do not sleep on that. Mm -hmm. Great opportunity to have a great Thanksgiving. Danny, thank you ever so much for coming on. Thank you. And telling us about what's going on this week. And we will see you and everybody on Thursday. So uh, take care. Thanks so much. So that was Danny from the Thanksgiving Bash, which takes place uh, this Thursday. We will see you all there. There are some other games taking place this week. Not 
quite as good because they don't come with free turkey and all the trimmings. But early games this week, we have we have eight early games. The plethora of early games. Pick of them being Matril Ice. Matt Ryan and his Atlanta Falcons taking themselves into Tampa to play Muscle Hamster and the four-game winning streak, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Remember, on this show, we call him Martin! <laughs> that that should be a good one. Looking forward to that. Any chance to see um, Underwood's massive, massive fade is always a good... We worked it out. It's actually double the size of Adebayor's. Oh, okay. He's, he's two out of oils. He's two out of oils. So technically he'll only last 40 minutes. Minnesota Vikings going into Chicago to take on the Bears. Purple Jesus leading mm-hmm. them. Uh, and still on course of having one of the best rushing seasons of all time. It's going to be a good one against the Bears and the much vaunted defense. Late games. Rematch of the playoff battle, divisional playoff battle last year, which one of the best games of 2011 season. The San Francisco 49ers going into New Orleans to take on the now seemingly unstoppable mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints. Should be good. Yep. The New Orleans Saints, which everyone, including us, buried due to their atrocious start, keep on trucking. That's a playoff team right there. It's going to be a great week. Every week when the NFL is on is a great week. Thank you for listening. We are North London 40. We will see you at the Thanksgiving Bash. We don't see you there. We'll see you next week. Take care.